Hey, it's Melissa Moore. Welcome to Mile High Magazine. We're thrilled that you're here with us on this Sunday morning. And I've got another great conversation with you today. Uh, just one of the people that I enjoy talking with and always learn something from, Kevin Peterson, the founder, director of the Chronic Hope Institute, also a licensed marriage and family therapist. Good morning, Kevin. Good morning, Melissa. How are you doing? I am doing fantastic. Minus, minus you know, the fact that Denver's winter has been a little brutal this year. <laughs> Yeah, I know. I'm sorry about that. Yeah. <laughs> you guys are yucky. You know, the funny thing is, you know, here as we're talking about mental health, I always feel like the weather affects my mental health. So I get it. But mm. diving into addiction, I really wanted to talk about, because we hear the terms addiction, we hear mental health thrown out there. So can we start with some basics and tell me, are there differences between addiction and mental health? And if so, what are they? Yeah, absolutely. You know, I get uh, I get people coming to me all the time. You know, we specialize in working with families that struggle with addiction um, and codependency and the impact that it has on, on, on the family system. And one of the things they always come to me and say is, well, how do we know if our loved one has a mental health issue or an addiction issue or they're taking um, their mental health issue and using, you know, substances to treat it, which is maybe more of a, med- a self-medication issue and sort of how do we decide mm-hmm. for that? How do we, how do we get in between that? You know, right. which one's which and what's going on? And here's our answer. It's very standard. It's very much how we look at it. It's like, well, you know, what if it's both and how do we know? And our position is let's eliminate the substance abuse, period. And whether it's addiction or not, let's let's eliminate the substance abuse. And that gives us a baseline to figure out what's going on with the mental health issues. Mm-hmm. And that way we can figure out what's really going on with the individual. And we can find out whether or not it's a substance abuse issue because somebody that's struggling with with mental health that is treating themselves with substance abuse with with, with with you know substances if we take them if we take the substances away from them and they're like oh okay that's no big deal oh, okay no problem it's not a substance abuse issue but someone that then struggles severely with hey i really need those and now i'm even worse mm-hmm. ah so now we know we have a mental health issue and a substance abuse issue and now we know how to, to treat them very interesting so what you're saying is maybe that it can look Look like an addiction from the outside, but until you peel away those substances, you don't really know what you're dealing with. Right. Yeah. I mean, the thing is, you you just never know. And that's why we really got to be able to sit down. There's no quick fix. You know, people always think, well, we'll put somebody into treatment for 30 days and snap, snap, everything's all better. Mm -hmm. And it just doesn't work that way. You know, we need at least a 90 day engagement of eliminating the substance abuse or substances and, and focusing heavily on the mental health and saying, ah, okay, now we have a baseline of who you are and what you are and how you handle the everyday situations. And now we have a really good idea of what's going on. And we get a chance to really dig into your family history and your trauma and et cetera, et cetera, and, and get some genealogy. And, and now, now we have a really good picture of what's going on. And, and, and now we know who you are and what's what. And what do you find when you kind of start peeling back the layers and you start really diving into the family system that someone comes from? Are you seeing that the addiction, the mental health is hereditary or not or genetic? What, what have you been finding? You know, it's, that's, a, God, that's a great question. And um, the answer is yes, yes, and yes. Uh-oh. <laughs> you know, I, I know, exactly. I, you know, we used to think that, you know, it's the old nature nurture, right? Mm-hmm. And, and we, uh, my answer up until recently would have been that it's strictly nature, that, you know, you either got the gene or you don't. 
Um, and I, I recently attended a talk by an amazing guy named Dr. Kevin McCauley, who has a documentary called Pleasure Unwoven um, that I think you can watch on YouTube or Vimeo for free. And he encourages people to watch it for free. He's, he's a phenomenal addiction therapist, psychiatrist. Um, and he did a talk in Colorado Springs last end of January. And he talked about that. He's like, you know, we really did think it was strictly nature. And now we're starting to realize that there is some nature, there is some nurture, there is some genetics, some epigenetics. And then there also is some trauma that occurs in early childhood that can push someone towards uh, the addiction and the mental health issues. So it's a combination of everything. Um, so, so the interesting thing is, right, I have a younger sister who's two and a half years younger than me, lived in the room next to me, grew up in the same house as me, and yet she did not develop the substance abuse um, addiction that I did, and which I find fascinating because mm-hmm. we went through literally all the same stuff that, together, you know, mm-hmm. um, but I just somehow caught it and she didn't. So you grew up with the same kind of parents because I know sometimes families will say, my mom and dad were very different than my siblings' mom and dad, and then, then you can see the differences, but that was not the case for you. No, you know, and it's just, it's how my body responded to it. It's how I received what was going on and what she then, as opposed to how she received what was going on. And I'm sure that certain things happened to her that didn't happen to me, et cetera, et cetera. But, you know, it's just, it's just sort of, that's now we're starting to get into the maybe some slightly different nature that maybe my body was genetically predisposed to something different than hers. And, mm-hmm. You know, and my mom was a prescription drug addict. And, and so there, maybe I inherited some slightly different genetics than she did. So that's where we say yes, yes, and yes. So, you know, yes, some genetics, yes, some nurture and yes, some, you know, uh, some trauma based stuff as well. So, you know, it's kind of one of those things where you have to take a look at the entire picture, which goes back to your original question of, so that's why we have to spend a lot of time working with our clients and saying, I have to take away the drugs and the alcohol. Mm -hmm. I have to really work with you and really take a look at your family history. I have to look at your behavior. I have to look at your trauma history to really grasp and understand what's going to be the best treatment for you and the best way to get you into recovery for your mental health and your substance abuse. And I like what you said, too, is that it's not going to be a quick fix. It's not check in and check out in 30 days and you're done. It really isn't. And what I always tell people is that the real work starts the day that you leave treatment. You know, I mean, it's great to be in a contained environment with people that are sort of tending to your every need. Um, but then when once you leave treatment, whether it's day 90 or day 60 or, or even if you have fortunate enough to stay for like a six month or a year long engagement, which is wonderful, but the real work starts when you leave because mm-hmm. now you're coming back into the world and now you have to you know, do the outpatient work. You have to see your therapist, see your psychiatrist, go to your support groups and get back into the real world, go back to school, go back to work, go back to your family and start incorporating all the lessons that you've learned and, and engage back into your everyday life mm-hmm. you know, and, and start changing your behavior. Which is always the hard part. You Absolutely. Know, because, you know, now you're going back into the world and you're like, okay, now all that stimulus is coming back and I'm not going to reach for whatever it was I was using to numb myself from the, from the stuff that was upsetting me. And, and I'm going to face those things, but I'm going to face them with the tools that I have now. So therefore, it's not even a month-long, year-long fix. I mean, it sounds like you're really in it then for your lifetime. Yeah, you know, you got to take a look at it like when somebody has, you know, when somebody injures their leg, you know, 
and, and they go to, and they have surgery and then they go to physical therapy and the physical therapist says, I'm going to teach you things that you're going to use for the rest of your life to keep your leg in good shape so that you can walk on it for the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. You know, it's the same thing with your mental health. You know, you got injured. And so we're going to fix that injury. And now we're going to teach you things that you're going to use for the rest of your life so that you can continue to move forward. Um, I know that's kind of a weird analogy, but that's really what it comes down to is that, you know, we want you to be able to go forward for the rest of your life and continue to, you know, be thrive and be healthy and be, you know, recover. And, and, but, but the real work is when you leave, right. you know, your therapist's office. It's, I mean, I know it's great to be in that therapist's office and in that treatment program, but the real work is when you walk out the door and, and when the rubber hits the road, are you going to really engage and do your, do your work? Well, yeah. And I think so many treatment centers are fantastic for what they do, but they're also, you're very cocooned, I would assume, when you're in something like that. And all the little things that you deal with in life, they're not in there. No. And that, I mean, and that's their job, right? Their job is to really prepare you to get you, right. you know, ready to go and get you ready to fly. And and that's, you know, that's the hard part. Yeah. You, know, you get back out there and it's, it's easy to get lazy and it's really easy to get back to the, oh, well, you know, I don't need to do that. I don't need to go to the meeting. I don't need to go see my therapist. I don't need right. to call my psychiatrist. I'm fine. I don't feel like I'm going to have a problem today. And then you sort of slip back into the old patterns. And right. once again, now we're getting lazy. It's like, nope, nope, nope. You got to stay disciplined. You got to stay structured. You got to stay on guard. That's huge right there. You have to stay on guard for yourself. You have, yeah. which I would assume is also you saying you have to want it. You have to do the yeah. work. Yeah. Yeah. This is about you. This is about you making the change, you know, and it's the old adage. If nothing changes, then nothing changes. Right. And I would assume yeah. that if you're trying to change, change for somebody else, that's not going to work either. No, I mean, we always think it's important to have a good, you know, recovery community surrounding you and a support group and cheerleaders and people that are on your team. But at the end of the day, when you wake up in the morning, you're the one that's got to say, okay, today I'm in, I'm all in, let's Mm -hmm. go, you know? And, and some days you wake up and you're like, ugh, this sucks, but you do it anyway. And, and, and other days you're like, hey, this is great. I, I'm, this is fun. I'm enjoying myself. This is, this is, and other days you're like, eh, whatever, yeah. but I'm going to do it anyway. No yeah. matter what the feelings may be saying, you keep doing it. <laughs> yeah, your feelings will lie to you. They you know? do. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> feelings are big, fat liars. Yeah, I, I have a friend, uh, a friend of mine in recovery, uh, a very good friend of mine, is, he says, you know, when that crazy thought comes into my mind and says, you know, today would be a good day to start drinking again. I'm like, you know what? I hear what you're saying, but I'm going to put that off till tomorrow. And if it's a good idea tomorrow, I'll <laughs> revisit it. <laughs> I love that. That is such a great, great way of looking at it and talking about all this and talking about people having to make that choice every day. Is that why we see people that slide and they go back and all of a sudden now they're back in their addiction? Absolutely. There's no questions about it. You know, it's, it's, Here's the thing about recovery and and whether it's addiction or mental health, it doesn't matter is that it's hard, you know, it's hard to recover from mental health. It's hard to recover from substance abuse and addiction. Um, And when people slip or make mistakes or or have a bad day, the, you know, you know, the old adage, right, is that it's, it's not about falling down. It's about getting back up, Mm -hmm. you know, and it's about, it's the courage it takes to get back up and raise your hand and say, I made a mistake yesterday, but I'm back. 
alive, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm here and I'm, I want, I'm, I'm not giving up. You know, that's the thing that's the most important thing is that, you know, the people around you are there to support you. And they're, you know, and, and by the way, if you're, if you're listening to this and you're one of those people that's struggling and can't seem to get it together and the people around you are shaming you or they're not supporting you, then you need to find new people, mm. you know, I mean, that's just not how this works. In right. the world of recovery, we are there to pick people back up and, and say, hey, it's okay, you know. I don't care how long it takes. I don't care how many times it takes you to come back and, and start over. It's about, you know, raising your hand and saying, I'm here again. I've got one day. I've got one week. I've got mm-hmm. one month. Um, you know, I, I went off my meds and I had a bad episode. That's okay. We don't care. Yeah. We still love you. You're, you're, you're on the team and we're here to support you. And, and you know, that's what... That's the most important thing is that you're holding yourself accountable and that you're looking for support. And, and because it's hard, let me tell you something, mental health and addiction, I'm telling you, every day you wake up with something that says you don't need to do this. Mm. You, you don't have to quit drinking. You don't have to take that medication. You'll be fine. You know, we always say we have a disease that says you don't have a disease. You don't need to do this today. Yeah. Just yeah. take the day off. And that's the, that you, every day I've been sober almost, uh, it'll be 32 years in May. And I'm telling you every day that thought at some point crosses my mind and it's kind of a small thought today but every day it crosses my mind like yeah you know you can take the day off no you can't no you can't there's there are no days off i love that honesty because i think people think okay once i make the decision i make it one time it's we're done with it we're over it and then you move on and you're you're saying no i mean that little liar voice just creeps in there yep nope it always i mean it's just always 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 there you know and it's just and sometimes it's a small itty bitty whisper and sometimes it's a barely even a fleeting thought and there are other times when it's like oh you know i think i'd just rather watch this law and order episode that i've seen 85 <laughs> times you know and, you know and but you're like nope uh-uh, that's not how this works yeah you know and you got to step up and you got to be held accountable and you got to be part of the team and and the benefits of that are then you get to be on the other side. Mm. Then you get to be, you know, part of the group that's like, hey, I had a good day today. Yeah. You know, and, and sometimes a good day is just that. It's just a good day. You know, I like it's that. not I didn't cure cancer. You know, I'm not a world beater. The, you know, I didn't I didn't make everything fantastic. I just had a good day. And a good day is good enough. Great note to end on. Kevin Peterson from the Chronic Hope Institute, licensed marriage and family therapist for folks that want to get a hold of you and your staff, where do they need to go? You know, I'll tell you what, um, the, the new thing we have is we have a great new Instagram account. It's at Kevin W. Peterson. Um, and we're doing a lot of really neat reels where we're giving away a lot of great re- resources. Um, and then chronichope.us is where I would say the two number one resources we have. All right. Fantastic. Kevin Peterson, thank you. Always great to talk with you. It's my pleasure. Thanks for your time. I'm Melissa Moore. Thanks for your time on this Sunday morning. This is my Mile High Magazine. Go out, have a blessed day, be kind to everyone, and we'll see you back here next Sunday.